What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the first ever Dogs Basketball Podcast, hosted by the two guys who run the most infamous fan account there is for our Southern Illinois Salukis men's basketball. Nate Malone here, joined by No Lurch. And we thought, you know, because we're our account's pretty, like I said, infamous. We have a good amount of followers. We have the same, you know, we have parents that we talk with on there. There's multiple fans, probably only a total of five. We have a lot of quote-unquote love on our tweets, but it's usually the same people that we get to respond to our stuff all the time. And like we said, mainly the players' parents. And we figured, <clears throat> since we have the equipment for this, coming up with this idea to add more content to our account that we think is pretty popular, pretty going pretty well at its peak. And uh, so let's get into this. We, like I said, we decided to make this happen for our love for SIU basketball with having the equipment that we can make this happen. So let's start out with some breaking news inside of the Missouri Valley. Noah, go ahead and lay it on. All right, we got a transfer within the Missouri Valley. We have Donovan Gully, Valparaiso, star. He is now headed to Missouri State to make them a lethal candidate of the Missouri Valley who will maybe go now be the favorites if Valpo allows him to play immediately. And that was based off a tweet that Todd just had, right, recently that no, mentioned... Paul Orr. Paul, okay. He is the Valpo rider. He spoke to a Missouri Valley official, and it is all on Valparaiso's shoulders. If they want him to play, they can let him play. And this is... Did you just say that this is Missouri Valley, or this is, like, around the country? Like, other... Like, remember uh, Kobe King, or whatever his name was, that left... No, Wisconsin for Nebraska. That is according to the NBC officials. I would assume it'd be that way in other conferences because stuff. I know Casey Morsell from Virginia transferred like to State. NC State. Correct. Today. Yep. So, yeah, uh, huge news. We thought he could. He definitely had the talent. I mean, he's been a thorn in SIU side the last two years. He averaged about 11 points, five rebounds. He did not shoot it very well like he did his freshman year. But, and we know that when they came into SIU at the end of the year, him and Lance Jones were going at it. And, like I said, just a thorn in our side the last couple of years. And we thought he could go somewhere even bigger than this. And he settled for Missouri State. Not sure if that's actually a settle. Dana Ford knows what he's doing over there. They have, they have dudes over there. And, of course, he stays in conference. Doesn't make it any easier for us. Stays in conference. He averaged 10 points, 5.5 rebounds, 2.3 assists. And against Missouri State this season, he did put up 34 points, 13 rebounds, and 11 assists. Insane. Dana Ford in saw that games. game and in, said... In three games. Insane. Okay. Dana Ford, he can recruit, we shall say. He's a pretty good overall coach there. So, that's a worry now. And we'll get into the upcoming season, or next season, and outlook on all that. So, that was a little bit of breaking news here. Uh, so, let's talk about... This past season. Okay, this, we've talked about this so many times. That's why we felt like we, we would love to do a podcast. Just talk about this and have our fans 
see our opinions and hopefully agree, obviously disagree. Uh, so we started out seven and zero, but it was the it was the the terrible news that happened at the beginning of the year before the Louisville tournament. Uh, transfer JUCO transfer, one of the tops in the country, from uh, Indian, Indian Hills, Hills correct. That JD Mawila would be out for the year, right before we were about to play Louisville, Winthrop, teams like that. We know Winthrop was a great team this year. Uh, so that would have been a great start to the season for us. Found out about that, and then, obviously, COVID hits the first time with the team, and that tournament just gets shut down completely for us. And very unfortunate. Uh, but then we finally get to play them. We start out with North Dakota, kill them. And by the way, if you look at our thread of transfers, uh, what's his name? Tyrese Inihacho, I Something. Believe. One of their best players uh, we are in on, so that's big news. Not sure what he did against us when we played them for two games. Game, but maybe had eight points. Probably. Very, he was the freshman of the year in the Summer League, so he's very special. Big deal. Yeah, he had some big-time schools in on him as well. So, all that happened, and then we start out the season. We get a big win. We thought huge win, even though Murray State had a really down year. Shout out to Tevin Brown. Uh, and that was a tight win at home, and we thought that was going to be like, okay, here we are. We're here this year. Let's get this thing rolling. And found out, obviously, they were not as good as we pictured them out to be. So we had that win, and then we move on. I forgot who else we played in our non-conference before we got announced about the big game that we know that we were in attendance for. Uh... Um, we played that. No, it was uh, we started out at Cena. Okay, yeah, we were game. in attendance there. That was a fun game. It went to OT. Mm-hmm. We survived that game. Then we had the uh, Quincy win, which no offense to Quincy. Take what you want about no, yeah. It's just then uh, actually we have a connection with Quincy. Our uh, one of our managers, the manager, who Robbie Dozier. No, he is definitely a. He's assistant a grad, coach. grad transfer. Assistant coach, grad very assistant. pivotal piece. Very pivotal piece to he was grad the assistant. He played at Quincy. Correct. Then uh, we got the big Murray State. We thought big win. Mm-hmm. And it was. Rival. Rivalry. We're close. Yeah. The border rival. Yeah. Play him every year. And then we like. uh, had the Duke. Well, we thought we had the Duquesne game. In that would have been a big one, too. That would have been a very good game. And later. Brian Mullins even said that he wanted that game really bad for the guys up in Indianapolis for the March Madness field. He wanted that game really bad, and that's unfortunate. Then we had the doubleheader against North Dakota. Okay. And Tyson did his thing. Not sure, but... Then we get, finally got to go to Indianapolis. We and here we are. Get the news. Shout out to Athletic Director Liz Jarnigan and the staff for making it happen. Great game. We were there. We were shooting the lights out. Brother did not have one of their best players. We knew that going in, but we... It was... Still a bleak outlook because they are Butler, and we haven't won there since 2007. Huge game, as we recall, as kids. And enormous game. Trent Brown, game of his life. Uh, career high. Marcus had one of his usual games. That's when Dalton, I know Dalton was huge. A lot of those guys were huge. And it was a nice, slim three-point victory that we took home with us that night. So... So seven and zero. 
Then the conference season hits. Evansville win the first game. Second game, close throughout, and they shot the absolute lights out. Do you have the field goal percentage they shot that game? I remember, I remember we talked I about it. I believe it was. It is. They shot 55% from the field and 58% from three. They hit 17 of 29 threes that game. And there is absolutely nothing you can do And they were 15 of 17 from the line, shooting 88% from the line. They out rebounded us by nine. They just really outplayed us that game. But with not, when them shooting out that way, there's nothing else we can do. We wound up losing by 12 points that game. But it was close throughout, as we said. It was the first loss of the year. Uh, yeah, shooting the lights out, and you, and everyone knows when stuff like that happens. When stuff like that happens, you, there's nothing you can do about it. We have Samari Curtis, who had 29 that game, six of eight from three, nine of 13 from the field in 30 minutes. Marcus got his 25. I believe that was the first game in Mark's Damas career that he scored at least 20 points, and we lost. I think I think that's maybe there's like two losses maybe in his career that I remember seeing that stat when it happened it was just unbelievable. So that was our first loss and we were going to take that take that on to Drake and we knew Drake was going to be a threat this year and obviously they were with their first four victory over Wichita State very close game and then falling to Powerhouse USC this past year. So going to that game and we do we get absolutely smoked. To start out 2021, and we're kind of not surprised, I guess. Would you say we weren't really surprised? We knew Drake Powerhouse. was... Yeah. But first, quick, before we get into that Drake series, Samari, Samari Curtis, we mentioned right in the Evansville series, he is transferring out of Evansville. Correct. He is, he is headed to Bowling Green. Not bad. Going to the Mac school. Not bad. Uh, yeah. I was, I was trying to think if it was we were going to mention that if he was the one that transferred out or yes, not. Yes, he him, Evansville. He transferred out of Evansville. Tom Thomas Gilgis Alexander, who mm-hmm. we all know who his brother is. Mm-hmm. I believe he got out of there earlier in the season. Not sure if it was right after the season. But yeah, I don't sure remember he, him really ever playing. I don't. I'm not sure he had played every game for them, but he transferred out as well. So yeah, shout out to Evansville. They had a really nice year. Todd Lopeiler's done an incredible job. With that incredible game. job. After what happened last year, we all know what happened. Yeah, we don't need to get through that. Evansville finished tied for fifth in the conference, but they were the so they were the five seed at seven and eleven. Shout out to them. Way better year than we thought they were going to have. So we weren't too upset about that loss, knowing how great they shot from the field. Uh, so we were going to take that first loss of the year, and we go to Drake and get smoked. And Tank Hemphill, stud, newcomer of the year in the conference, he was a problem. We had no answers for him whatsoever. To show how good he was, he got hurt and still won the war. <laughs> and he missed, like, the last eight games. So He tried to give it a go in the March Madness, but just couldn't do it. Yeah, barely gave minutes against Wichita, and then USC was just too much for him. But Drake will be back, as we know, and we'll get to that here in a little bit. So we got killed those games. And then COVID hits the Another team for COVID a second loss. straight time. And we knew took about three weeks off Indiana St- at Indiana State two games. And at home against Valpo got postponed. 
that one got postponed at the end of the season. But uh, we thought that was just a blow to the team, obviously. And we came back and just was not the same. Not to mention the biggest news of all outside of COVID was the fact that Marcus Damas goes down with a mysterious foot injury, which I'm not sure they ever fully announced. But what I hear, it was a uh, a bone spur in his foot they were trying to prevent. Like a, not a full-on stress fracture, a stress but fracture, yes. a little bit of one, they would say. And he tried to play on it, or he did play on it for a while, and then just finally realized he could, and the pain was too much. Tried to give it a go, but... And shout out to him. They were That's trying loyalty to, right there. They were trying to stop it, but from what I read, there's once you get a stress fracture, there's no stop. Mm-hmm. And we're not sure when this happened, because we don't fully know, so we're not going to say... I want to say probably in practice, obviously, as soon as the guys were able to, that like it fully got to him more than where he couldn't play. And uh, so obviously, as soon as that news came out, you know, it was it was off and on hearing from people like if he was going to come back and a couple like in a couple series, a couple games, it kept getting pushed back. We got excited and then our hopes dashed. Kept hearing he was week to week. Then it was like. There's a potential of him playing this weekend. All of a sudden, there's no chance of him playing again. Heard a lot of misinformation, but probably did what's best for him in this future. For sure. So, due to that, then our first couple games out, we went and got swept by Indiana State. And we knew right then that even though the first game only lost by three points, that was a close game. So, you know, all of these went, all of these games. We'll get to more of these that were close, even without Marcus, that we know could have been flip-flopped and could have changed our season around. But getting swept at Indiana State by a good team, solid team, which we're still questioning why Coach got canned. But uh, solid team, we you know we were pretty upset after that sweeping, moving on. And then we hosted Northern Iowa, had a nice split with them. Really tight matchup in that second game, I remember that. Only went by three. February came around, went at Bradley, and also split with them. That last game, game two, went in by one point. That was a really fun game. That was before all these suspensions happened. For Correct. And we'll get to that down the road as well. Uh, a lot of spread scoring. Trent Brown actually led us in scoring that game. Another one of his good ones. Uh, tight contest, though. Ben Harvey with a nice 12 off the bench. Yeah, that was... That was fun. And Jay Sean Henry, a.k.a. SIU Killer, with 17 that game. So, very fun. Very uh, tight. And then we go, have one game at Missouri State with the home and home. And they are very talented. And we were kind of outmatched there, lost by 12. And then we go at home against Illinois State. Should have swept them. That first game was one to forget. That's a understatement. Losing by 25 points, kind of uh, no excuses for that. Uh, embarrassing. But end up getting a nice 10-point victory after that. Then we host Missouri State and get beat by 15. Very good team. Outmatched all season. Uh, then here we are hosting Valpo. Should have swept them, but both games were very tight. Losing by one the first game, which we know about that. Pretty sure the free throw shooting for us was pretty bad that game. And then only beating them by three the next go around. And then here we are at Loyola and both incredible games. Lance Jones, shout out, unbelievable. 
couple games he had there. He knew he had to step up. He had to step up all season. Everybody did. A lot of guys still in the Steven had a great first game in that first game. Mm-hmm. He's in, scored 17. Very solid. Steven was very key this year. Steven actually shot 100% in the field that game, also with eight rebounds. So that's what he, we know he could have brought. And Crowig, 11. Only 11 and 6 that game. Lost by 8 in game 1. Second game. Went to OT. Went to OT. Got that score 9 to 2 in overtime. We were very upset at Buffalo Wild Wings. And as soon as we forced OT, we thought we were going to do it. Because I, I always said that it was that point of the year in March Madness with Tweet when ranked teams would get upset. And if we would have knocked them off, we would have had a big national tweet for SIU, and that would have helped us a lot as well. And so that's pretty much how the season went. Uh, but, you know, let's let's talk about Brian and his first two years. You can't blame him for what happened. Brand brand new season, brand new new era for SIU. Whole roster transformation. Oh, uh, yes. Bringing in, you know, keeping guys like Aaron Cook, who only played half the season. Shout out to Aaron Cook. Mentioned him already. Have to give a shout out for the great season him and Gonzaga just had. Just got outmatched in the national championship. Key part. He actually had a really good natty. But losing him at Missouri State, or Murray State, the first year. And then, but this year, or the Eric McGill, him returning. Had a really good season for us, bringing in Barrett Benson, who paved the way for leadership and everything you could want in this new era. Can't say enough about Barrett Benson. Can't, can't say enough. Cannot say enough. Uh, and just, yeah, brand new names. Those freshmen, you know, Lance and Marcus being the go-to guys, pretty much. Well, as soon as Aaron Cook went down, Lance Jones had stepped up, and he rightfully did that. Marcus DeMass, newcomer and freshman of the year. It was a, it was a good season. Pick 10th. Pick dead last in conference. And finishing fifth, fifth we finished fifth. Finished fifth. So, overseeded expectations. So his first year cannot fault him for. And when we got to the tournament, we took the back-to-back champion Bradley Braves to the brink in that first game and almost beat him. Honestly, probably should have beat him. So, no disappointments at all in that fret, in that brick year for Brian Mullins. And then this year. You know, COVID, we knew it was going to be COVID season anyway, and then the team getting it twice, your best player gets hurt. Freshmen like Kyler, who, with JD going down, we knew Kyler had to be a huge part, got thrown in the fire. And he overseeded expectations as well. Great, Dalton was great. Uh, so we had to rely on a lot of freshmen. And with Marcus going out, just synced it. But uh, what are your thoughts on, you know, Brian's first two years? First year, obviously, well, like we said, overseeded, and this year coming in, we had a, got to the top of the mountain, starting seven and zero. Thought we were going to do it, be really good this year, and be able to compete for at least get to Sunday in Arch Madness. But uh, obviously, that did not happen. And when Marcus goes down, and great guys step up, and Lance Jones huge down the stretch, and finally, uh, our incoming transfers. Uh, Anthony DiVonzo finally got going. He was playing so well. So excited to have him back. We'll get mm-hmm. more into that. Steven got going. I feel like uh, Trent defensively is still there. But uh, without, I feel like Marcus, without Marcus on the court, without all that attention that goes away from guys when Marcus is out there, kind of saw him struggle a little bit, but his defense is still there. 
Then Dalton Banks had a very good freshman season. Then just great backup for Lance. Also. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, if we want to pinpoint, we could probably go through every player. We've already mentioned most of them, but this past year, uh, Kyler. We were huge on Kyler at a high school, probably the top Canadian recruit, and we were following him early in the process. And we didn't know. We thought he was a big time prospect. We knew he was maybe going to go somewhere huge, and we're really excited. And as soon as that, almost a year ago, it was a year ago this month, actually, we landed Kyler. And it was just humongous news. So shout out to the to our staff making it happen because he's going to be so good for years to come. Pure back to the basket. Rebounding is going to get better and better. He's going to be a great four-year guy. Big old brute force. Big old brute force coming in there. We're very proud of Kyler. We're glad he's on our side. Dalton, as we mentioned, Dalton was the first recruit for Brian Mullins. Correct? Correct. Correct. And we knew because he, he seemed motivated. He seemed like he had a chip on his shoulder. And, you know, the team said all season, keep your chip, play with your chip. And we knew Dalton did. Probably, you know, probably the recruiting process wasn't, you know, he probably thought that he deserved a little more attention from schools and you know our guys gave him a chance and that dude can straight up play he is quick as lightning he's got a really nice shot he's great around the rim we were so impressed with how well dalton was around the rim this year uh and he's just only going to get better i mean lance is a year older you keep mixing those guys in and out with each other magic will happen at the guard position uh steven I love Stephen Verplanken. He is a dog on defense. He is the pure definition of 3 and D. Arguably our best defender this past year. You have Trent, you have Lance. Stephen, at the wing position especially, was so key on both ends of the floor. Like we said, came, came around at the end of the season. And just very impressed coming from Division Two. And we heard a lot of big things about him whenever we landed him, hoping that he was going to get the waiver. And he finally did, like everybody did across the country, and this dude is going to be pivotal point for years to come. Absolutely. I mean, it took him probably a little bit to get going, to get comfortable with how the, the fast to play in this valley. valley in Division and, uh, one, yeah. Division one. But you really can't say nothing to him. Luke going from Steven. We got Ben Harvey. Another transfer, transferred in from Eastern Illinois. Had to sit out last year so he can get eligibility. As a freshman, I watched him. He played a SEMO. I watched him drop 27, I believe it was, and just kick him score. But he couldn't really get consistency, I'd say, scoring the ball. I mean, once you lose Mar – if, if Marcus was out there, it would probably be a lot better for everybody, easier for everybody. But with him, I mean, what he did against – once Lance went down in the tournament, went against Denzel Bradley, mm -hmm. he just took over the game, and that's what he's capable of. That's what we knew Ben could be right anywhere. there. That's who we thought he would be. Struggled a little bit, which with pauses, Marcus going down, a lot of injuries. Get a pass for that. Mm -hmm. He uh, Ben probably thought that he had a lot of uh, pressure when Marcus went down to play well. And there were, you know, like we said, going from the OVC to the NBC. A lot better, a lot more better talent to, 
top to bottom, and you know everyone's going to struggle. We and we knew that. We we stuck with Ben. We know uh, he had uh, great stints on defense. We thought at times, especially in the post, we thought for sure he when he had to play big, especially against Bradley and down the stretch of games, he played very very good post defense. And we know these guys will continue to groom as time goes on. And we heard big things from out of Ben coming into the season and when we landed him. So uh, we expect Ben to be pivotal along the way in this core that we have, we like to say. And then Anthony, which, as we tweeted at the very end of March, Todd Hefferman of the Southern Illinois, who we rely on a lot, shout out to Todd, uh, broke that he talked to Anthony that he was going to use this final year, which we honestly expected him to. We didn't know, obviously, what his plans were after basketball in college, any route, professionally, anything. And we were confident that he was going to make the decision to come back, knowing what was here, what, you know, quote-unquote unfinished business, per se, and to run it back. And we're really glad that he did. He brought experience and we remember when we were in on him, or landed him, I remember it came down to us and to Paul and whoever to get him, and we were looking at the stats, and we remember the game exactly against Powerhouse Illinois early in the season. Lewis went in there, and Anthony dropped 17 points. 17 points in 26 minutes. Incredible. That's against Georgie Bishanisvili and Kofi Coburn. Best one-two punch, one of in college basketball. Very impressive. So we were very pumped about getting him, and the SEMO game right away, you know, he, he sparked. He rebounded. He finished at the rim. He made his threes. He was clutch at the free throw line down the stretch of that game. And, you know, everyone, not everybody was perfect all season, clearly. And there were some inconsistencies. Uh, but like I said, you're going to get that with everybody. And, you know, transitioning from D2 to D1, it's hard for a lot of people. And he had to carry the load as well. You know, JD going down made Anthony and Kyler both step up, maybe more than we expected them to. And we thought that they, you know, gained that year of season to well, once we get JD back this year, that they'll be even better. So Anthony, I really am glad he's back. He had a really good first year, started all season. So not sure what they would have done if JD wouldn't have got hurt. If their plan was to start in both bigs or bring Anthony off the bench, that would have been a different scenario. Who knows what the season would have been like. Both bigs, Kyler, Anthony got thrown in the fire. I mean, Anthony was huge for us down the stretch. Can't ask enough. And Thankfully, he's back for another year. We're going to run it back, see what happens here. And finally, let's go to our last transfer, which coming out of high school, four-star recruit, went to Iowa State. Then he transferred, injuries happened, transferred to um, the Southern Utah. Southern Utah. Yes. And uh, came here, leadership. He played very few minutes. But the minutes he did play, he'd done some good things. Just, I don't know. We feel like he just lost whatever he had. I don't know. Like I don't know if in lagging injuries mm -hmm. were still there. Just, I don't think he fully could get on the floor. He just didn't look right to us. I don't know. But when he came in, yeah, he got it. I just remember a lot of steals he had. He made a lot of good passes. Didn't really turn the ball over. And didn't score a lot, but at times we didn't really need him to do that. And he did what he was out there to do, potentially. Play defense. He played his role very well. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure he brought a lot of 
experience and leadership to the team as a seasoned veteran in college basketball. He got in 14 games this past season. And he uh, just transferred. He has entered the portal. He's into the portal. Extra L- year of eligibility. Correct. And the 1,400 or so that are in the portal currently. So, good well, luck to him. Over under 2,000. Will it get to 2,000? Well, since the season just it ended, very early. yes, it, it'll get over. Over. Well, I don't know because a lot of guys are trying or committing now, and the number keeps going down. So, but okay. Uh, and you know that was as the second season didn't go the way we wanted. A lot of things took a downturn, and we realized that it was kind of a, f- a fluky year. You know, as soon as all that stuff happened for us, that things went downhill. So. Can't forget Saku Dembele. Correct. Injuries of him. Injuries have prevented him from getting a lot Derailed of him, yeah. But to see him come back and get back on the floor is just so good to see. And his minutes were very spotty this year. Didn't get in. I think it got in 19 games. But uh, Shot 100% from the field to start the year for about a good four-game stretch. So... We know Shaku's been through a lot, and we're really glad that he stayed loyal to the program and brings a lot of depth at the big. And we, assuming, you know, everything, you know, nothing happens, that he'll be in the, uh, be there for depth again next year. We could, if we wanted to next year, we could throw, we could start two bigs and bring two bigs on off the bench, which Saku and Kyler off the bench coming in is a hippie mm-hmm. situation, which none of them, I don't think either of them, can shoot outside of 10 feet. No. It'd be an issue. Hopefully they'll improve on that. But, um, so yeah. Obviously we have Will Keller walk on from John A. Logan. Brings great relationships he and leadership. Had a hip injury that he had that surgery for, and he will be using his extra year of eligibility and coming back next year. Good. Crisscross. Crisscross. Has a banger. Has a honest. banger. If we're being honest, he came in. What was that game? The Quincy game? Nailed, yes. Hit a logo three. And he had a couple. He made a couple more, I think, during the season. But he was really good at that long three. So shout out to him. He brings a, you know, he brings pride, good relationships, good camaraderie with the team. So we're glad he's here. He's got the bloodline with SAU as well. So, and then let's talk about Eric Butler for a second. Because I know we've, you know, we really, he was... Uh, Mullen's second recruit behind Dalton from the state of Florida. And we were really excited about his potential. You know, we knew coming in, maybe we didn't know who was going to play for the freshman before JD got hurt and all of that. So uh, we really liked Eric's potential if he was going to play or not. And, you know, barely got in this year. We thought he could have got in at times to help the team in spurts for foul trouble or anything. And he only got in in blowouts. So it wasn't the season that he wanted, and as we've seen, or like about a week ago, week and a half ago, he is entering the portal, um, which nothing against anybody, but just kind of feel bad for him because he came all the way from Florida to the middle of Illinois, southern Illinois, and uh, not sure where he'll end up. It's a good question. He has a very up, very high upside. He's 6'3", 6'4", long and lanky. Could be very active on the defensive side of the ball. 
he he uh, scored the ball. Played a very good high school team. Played on some with some good athletes, but uh, he's got upside. He can go somewhere, I'm sure, and he'll end up being just fine. Mm-hmm. Best of luck to him. Would be surprised if it's somewhere back in Florida. That's where we're probably thinking it'll be. Uh, so yeah, good luck to him. Wish he would have stayed, but also could see him going to maybe the JUCO route somewhere down exactly. there. True that. If he want to get go somewhere better off, or he'll mm-hmm. just go somewhere. Still very to. young. Still very. I'm sure he'll use the extra year, so he'll have four years after this. Mm-hmm. So good luck to him. Okay, uh, now I think we will get into what the off season is currently holding. Season's been over for a while for us, and minus Eric and Jacoby leaving and Anthony coming back, we know the main Suzuki basketball, aka our rival account, uh, posted a couple days ago, actually about five or so days ago, of the team working out. So we know that the players are here, the players are practicing still as soon as the season ended, which is a great sign. We know that they are have been in attendance at the Johnny Logan. Uh, regionals currently held in Carterville. A couple players have been uh, showing up, so we know they're building those relationships more and more. And uh, so we know the guys are here and working out every single day, the ones that are here. So uh, anything else going on in the offseason so far? We'll get to uh, – let's talk about – okay, so you know things are just easy and steady right away. No one coming in yet at really uh, slow offseason so far. But let's talk about the incoming freshmen. One has been in the news bigger than most, but let's go from bottom to top. Let's start out with uh, Scotty Abubi. Hopefully that's how you pronounce his last name. Abubi, Abubi, I think it's Abubi, maybe, I don't know. But, uh, Comes from Mundelein High School. From Mundelein High School. From, who's the big, big guy? We used to have him. Sean Legend. O'Brien. Legend. Great He's player. He's a 6'8". Big man. Dude's huge. Um, very solid. He uh, he played with uh, Connor Enright, who's going to Drake, so we have some Valley guys. Valley, Valley tradition going on from Underline. Uh, he's a big double-double guy. Incredible athlete. Incredible athlete. And just just monster. Once, once our staff, shout out to our staff, gets a hold of this kid, watch out. I'm telling you, watch out. Sky's the ceiling. That's no kidding. And uh, we don't know. We're, we were thinking that he will not play as a freshman. But due to matchups, injuries, obviously we know can happen. Anything can happen for him playing. But we know if, if he's willing and he's okay with it, sitting a year, building behind you know, these other really good bigs we have, that he'll be pivotal moving forward for a very long time. Which he did not. Because COVID, Illinois did not have postseason tournaments. True that. So that stopped him. And also, we will talk about him coming up, Troy, from doing any postseason play. Yes. Yeah, very unfortunate for the state because we know our top recruit has been playing nonstop this far into his season. But let's talk about uh, Troy D'Amico. Some of these last names, we're we'll not used sure. to saying. We're, we're probably butchering them, but. Yeah, sorry. But uh, very talented. And we knew right away, as soon as he signed with us, almost a year ago, it was probably in last summer, all these skips, especially, actually all of them, all three of them probably committed at the same time around June last year. And 
Ball is Life tweeted a video of Troy. Troy and big old highlight video. Notre Dame College Prep. Mm-hmm. And we knew right of them. I mean, he's a he's a great playmaker, ball handler, shoot the lights out. About six five. Six five, six six. I'd say him, and we'll talk about him right after this. But Foster, him, and both show Marcus Damas abilities. Which I'm not saying they're coming in as freshmen did what Marcus Damas did. Don't hold me to that. But these both guys have shown abilities. I uh, got to see a little bit of. Troy is a hard worker. I knew he went head-to-head with Scotty and had to guard Scotty, who's 6'8". <laughs> so he's a hard worker. He also played with, uh, we might get into a little bit of later, but Anthony Saley's Jr., who we have offered and we are in on from the very few last high school recruits. But most people say Anthony will go uh, Juco route because he can play anywhere after that. But uh, getting to the big-time one, who's been lining the... State, Twitterverse, it seems like. Twitterverse and the state of Michigan on fire in a postseason tournament of Foster Wonders, who I think tomorrow, state title, Saturday, yep, tomorrow, Saturday, we will be watching, I'll be streaming Foster Wonders in a state title game tomorrow. What else can you say about the, about the kid besides the fact that he can absolutely get buckets? It's pretty incredible. What seeing highlights of and him. shoots the ball with efficiency. Double teamed, fully contested. He'll make him, but he's very he's very efficient. Very efficient. Very efficient. What are his averages on the season again? Um, not sure. It's I want to say about like thirty points 30, a game, uh, north of thirty points for sure. I think he put thirty four up last game. He is his Iron Mountain High School's all-time leading scorer, I believe now. He broke the record while being double-teamed, fading away at the three. Yeah. And shout-out to, I'm not sure his name, but we've been retweeting a lot. Of, and he said he's been following Foster his whole high school career, so shout-out to him for the content. And we've been getting it out to the fans, retweeting that every time we get the chance. And just an incredible score. And we've heard really good things uh, from people who know people within the team. Uh, that he's going to come in here and be confident and be ready to go. So we're really Shout excited about that. Bryce, I'm not butchering your last name, Bryce, but shout out to you. For giving us this Foster content. He had, he took a Foster last game in the Final Four of the state tournament. They beat uh, Schoolcraft. I think Foster and his team, Iron Mountain High School, along the way have taken down number one and number two state-ranked teams on the long way. But last game, he had 34 points on 13 to 24 shooting. He took over the fourth in OT like he like he's done all year. Incredible. Really incredible talent. And as soon as he signed, we thought, you know, we looked into him a little bit and knew he was the scorer that he was. But what he's done this season in a COVID season – just absolutely taking the cover off and showing how valuable he is and that SIU has a really good one. So, really excited about all three of those guys. This, this staff has done an incredible job with their first, or they had three recruiting classes. Two? Two recruiting classes. Two, yeah. Two. Two with the first first year of having all those guys come in, then we had this the there would be their second official. Incredible. 
And obviously, you know, you have ones like Eric that don't pan out, which is understandable. So you never know how things can turn out with some of these guys. But we're really excited about these. This will be their third class. Third class. Bringing in the first year, we had Trent, Lance, and Marcus. Correct. So very excited about those three freshmen. Um, okay, now we'll, we'll get into the, because obviously we talked about the transfer portal is huge right now with over close to 1,500 names. And guys are slowly committing, uh, you know, day by day, especially ones that we are after. And we gave a thread uh, yesterday, yesterday, Wednesday, Wednesday of uh, all the transfers that we've seen we've been in on, that we've seen other people tweet, that we retweet, and all the information on those guys that we made a thread about. And we will continue to add to it. We added to it tonight with we have, uh, Ty Gordon. Ty Gordon from... Uh, Nickel State. Nickel State, who was at Troy the year before, who was at a Juco the year before that, two years. Bouncing around a little, but... I mean, he's, he's using his extra year, so... Understandable. And he averaged about 15 points a game in the Southland Conference. Uh, he is getting, like, Moorhead State, who made a tournament run this year, or got in the tournament. OBC School. OBC School. Um, you know, Middle Tennessee, we know the runs they've made in the past. Very well-known school. And Samford and a list of all different others. Ball State, uh, Troy, he was at already. Apparently, he's back in on him. Uh, and by Jackson State, shout-out to Deion Sanders. D D uh, North Florida and College of Charleston so far. And that's according to Jake Lieberman, who is a sophomore in high school, who has came on a lot with some really good news. Out in California, we've talked to him before about stuff, and we, thankfully for him, we rely on a lot of players that we see that we're in on. So shout out to Jake. Uh, so yeah, Ty Gordon adds to the thread that I posted about close to an hour ago. So you guys can go check that out. Uh, so yeah, some of these guys are pretty big names and are getting looked at by pretty huge colleges. So we're thinking they're long shots for. Like, uh, biggest one is Mason Faulkner. He's a great Mason transfer Faulkner. from Western Carolina. Put up numbers: Kentucky, Cincinnati, Florida, Louisville, Boston College, Xavier, Oklahoma State. Iona, shout out to Rick Pitino, what he's done with that program. NC State, Texas A&M. I mean, you name it. Probably they've been contacting him. Incredible. I mean, you saw we've seen a lot of guys transfer. We've seen uh, the Valley guy Joseph Yusefu had what he done. After Roman Penn went down, broke mm -hmm. out, now he's at Kansas all of a sudden. Did you see all these guys? That's as big as you can get right there. I mean, guys are either with the eligibility right away or the extra year, guys are going big time. Big time. I mean, I can't really blame them, but... Not at all. Like Aaron Cook did. Shout out to him. I blame him, and we did not think Gonzaga was going to have the season that they did. We knew they were going to be obviously good, so it paid off for him, and it might pay off for Yusefu. We are currently watching Johnny Logan College in their championship game, currently at 14 in the second half, and Sidney Curry headed to Kansas as well. So, Maybe. incredible talent. Yeah, who knows? He's been he's been Had some rough matches, but, but they're, they're getting through it. Him. He's still there, so that shows a lot. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Kansas is going to look probably pretty good next year. Uh, so, shout out to Yosef. Glad he's out of the Missouri Valley. Uh, so, then... 
you add guys like, so you, we talked about Faulkner, who's huge. Um, Elijah Williams, who is at Fairleigh Dickinson, who was a thousand point scorer there with the Knights, averaged 14 and 8 this past season. From Evanston, Evanston maybe. So Lance I'm not, Jones? I'm not connection. Don't know. I'm sure he knows him. Not sure they played together. But the hometown team, Northwestern, is in on him. And, of course, Loyola, Chicago. So maybe he, he'll probably go back home in the Chicago area Obviously. and give it a go. But we know Brian Mullins, big Chicago guy. Could maybe some ties there. That'd be a big movie, 6-7. So that's another big one. Uh, Vincent Cole from St. John's. So obviously we know St. John's being a pretty big school. Average 9-3 and three this past season. 6-6 six, six guard. Uh, getting looked at from Murray State. That's probably one of the biggest so far. So not I thinking that's too Murray, far out. Murray landed a transfer today. And then what I saw from them, they don't be surprised in the next week they land another one. Well, that surprised me one bit. So here he is. Uh, Tyree Ihenacho from... North Dakota, 6'4", averaged 9, 6, and 4 assists this past season. Freshman of the year, as we said, all-new cover team in the Summit League. St. John's, Northern Iowa, and Drake are among others. I they believe, uh, interest in him. Other, than him, other than them, uh, so a couple long shots. UNLV's in on him, Western Michigan, Pacific. UNLV's been a hot spot for transfers right mm -hmm. now. For sure. But, uh, as we saw... Jordan McCade. Jordan McCade from West Virginia. West Virginia. Dog. And, uh, and another, some player from Texas went there now. After Chris Beard has taken over that job, I guess I'd stay. Yeah, I would stay as well. Pretty good coach. Uh, so maybe he's a little bit of a long shot. We have Alfonso Willis here. Another D2. D2, Young Harris. got some here we go we're good yeah sorry a little bit of malfunction so sorry whenever this hits this the airwaves. is on valley topic but as a fan of this team we have some big news that just hit the hit the media north carolina's garrison brook has entered the transfer portal and using his extra year of eligibility Wow. As a North Carolina fan, though, what are your thoughts on that? Because that was probably the least option I, we thought. I, Transferring? I didn't even think he was coming back. NBA draft, if anything, preseason ACC player of the year. And, you know, rough patches of the season. He had a lot of competition in his front court. He, but that's huge. Especially, yeah, as I said, as a North Carolina fan, as a, what do you think about that? Real fast. It hurts. I mean, we are – we just – Last week, also the legend, the legend Roy, Williams. Roy Williams, Hall of Famer, coming out and retiring, and giving the reins to his assistant Hubert Davis. Did not see this retirement coming. I know during his it was on April Fool's Day. Yes, thought it was April Fool's. We seen a bunch of jokes. We were like, "Well, let's wait and see." That seemed like some Roy Williams would do as well. And apparently his wife wanted him to give it up in 09. He said at his press conference. 2009. He got there in 2000. Wait, 2003, was that Kansas? I think, 18 yeah, 2018 years. years. And since he's been there 18 years, no other team has won three championships like he has. Incredible. I mean, I want Hubert Davis to on the staff. He played. Hubert Davis is going to do a great job. I know they're in on Walker Kessler, trying to get him back. I know that would be a big pickup. I know all their commits are staying, so.
that would be the last thing we thought Garrison was going to do. So that is huge. No telling where he could end up. Um, keep that option open. We got three big, sorry. And then uh, just another one because we know the, sh the program in and of itself is in the news. Mason Madsen from Cincinnati, 6'3 guard, 7 and 3 this past year. Toledo, Northern Iowa, of course, and New Mexico, among others that are in on him. Really good shooter, I'd assume. I'm a Memphis fan, and I don't remember him really that stuck out against Cincinnati, but rightfully so, he's leaving a program that actually today, their head coach, can't think of his name. Who was at Northern Kentucky when Marcus Damask was committed to Northern Kentucky. Correct. So, and now that dude's under fire, and... Uh, well, we th almost we should probably pray and thank God every day that Marcus, that all that went down, Marcus is at SIU. So John Brennan, who took over for Mick Cronin, who did obviously some great things for UCLA this past year, took over there and today actually announced that he has been relieved of his duties. And I they suspended him. Suspended him for a lot. A lot of we don't even really know. Definitely some stuff you should not do as a collegiate coach. We'll leave it at that, but. That's huge news. Um, so, Mason Madsen is another big one. Since we had the big commitment in Valley, rare in Valley transfer, uh, we've contacted, who had some decent games against SIU this year, Jacob Ordnashevic. 684. Many ways to pronounce that. Go ahead. But, uh, I mean, Virginia texted on him. Milwaukee, Green Bay. He did really well against SAU when they came to Banterra Center. We were really impressed as a freshman, so we know he's got a bright future. And who knows? He might come stay in conference. It'd be very rare to see two in one year. Yeah, especially since I don't think SAU's going to be too hard on him, knowing that our big room is pretty uh, solid already. Uh, Cameron Whiteside from Virginia Wise, also Division Two. Hey, we've been on, in on these Division Two guys. You never know. Six five. Average 21 and 7 this past year. Loyal was in on him. He was the All South Atlantic Conference first team. Uh, Tennessee State and Hampton are in on him. Uh, so we like him. We think he's the kind of player that SIU needs this upcoming season. A wing about that size that can get after it, can defend, can score. Just another guy to add to the arsenal. We're thinking we just need that one extra guy, and he seems like a prime target, so we'll keep an eye open for that. Uh, Terry Roberts from Florida Southwestern JUCO, which I'm assuming they will be in the national tournament coming up. They should be. I think they're a top 25 program. The Buccaneers. He's averaging 15, 6, we and have, 5. We have officially offered him. Yes, he is one of the few that we have officially offered out of these uh, transfers. A lot of them are just interests in general. This one is a actual offer. Wichita State and on them, Florida Gulf Coast. We know they're building something, and North Texas. So those are we made a tournament run this year. Yes, exactly. So hey, it shows that if you make a tournament run, postseason success come. is the biggest part of recruiting that you can have. Exactly. So we're hoping because it happened. It's happening with a lot of other programs within SIU. So we're hoping that the basketball team gets going with that. Uh, so he's another big one. Uh, here we got a couple from Nebraska Omaha. We got Io Akinwol, six six foot guard, pretty good. He's a he was a a rare member of the 
50-40-90 club, which Correct. is pretty incredible. Uh, so we know that he's pretty talented. we got Drake and Bradley in on him. We'll keep an eye out for that in North Texas. A lot of Valley schools have contacted the same people we have. Yeah, so I mean, if he doesn't choose SIE, better be going somewhere else outside the conference. Because here's another one. His teammate, Marlon Ruffin, 6'5". They both averaged 13 this past year. He was honorable mention in the summer league. Arkansas, who his uh, Eric Musselman is the king of the transfer portal. And he is building something. He knows Alabama is going to be tremendous next year. He is building something as well. Great run they had to the Elite Eight this year. Loyola's in on him, as almost 80% of these dudes are. And then Valpo, who lost a lot of their guys, pretty much starting over. They still got Ben Cricky. So. Ben Cricky, Sheldon Edwards. They got a. I think they have a decent recruiting class coming in. Yeah, so we can't count them out at all. So. They have, uh, I think they have five guys coming in already. They have a grad transfer, I believe, from the D2. Kind of four freshmen coming in. So, yeah. So, there's a bit of transfer. We're not going to go through them all. You guys can uh, check out our feed that we posted a couple days ago that has all of them. We'll keep you guys updated. Updated on who we are, and we'll be sure to update them if they commit elsewhere. And trust me, you will know if they commit to SIU. We will, be, we will make that known. We will be on it. If we're not first, like, second. Like, like a good friend Mitchell Durka says, like, rat on a Cheeto. So. Shout out to Mitch. And so there's the transfer. Like I said, you guys can check that out. So looking ahead to next season. Uh, looking ahead. Before we get to us, and we haven't talked about it, let's discuss Porter Moser leaving what he'd done at Loyola. Now he is headed to Oklahoma after Paul Kruger. Long Kruger. Long Kruger is retiring. Freddy Kruger. Uh, yeah, you can't turn down a job like this. We thought maybe he, there was a uh, Jamarion Sharp down for John A. Uh, we thought that maybe Porter had a lot of bigger options maybe down the road if he would have stuck here. I know. I believe it was after the Final Four run, St. John's offered him like six years, $18 million. He said, um, he loves the city of Chicago too much. And what he has with the program at that time, St. Crepley was a freshman. Williamson and he knew what he was going to be, probably. And so. he knew what, what was going to happen. So he stayed, and he made the right decision. Safe to say. Which we thought, uh, I don't even think they reached, I don't know if they reached out to him or not, but no Indiana, DePaul. Mm -hmm. Indiana would have been huge. I mean, I don't think he would I mean, unless he wanted to just move along, I don't think he would have went to DePaul. Uh, Marquette was taken immediately. Immediately. Why Shaka Smart wanted to leave University of Texas just blows my mind. Uh, I don't think they, because I feel like they just had a lot of, you know, underwhelming. Shave your head, Shaka. Yeah. They had, a lot, of, they had a lot of underwhelming uh, tournament appearances. They were supposed to be a big threat this, this year, and they were. And things did not go their way. Boy, that's JD just showed up to the game. Shout out to Abilene Christian. JD Mawila. Abilene Christian, I think Barry D said they're upset over Texas made the school 100, $120 million. You know, if SIU got an option of doing that, we made $120 million off one game. That is well, absolutely that that. insane. I'm not sure that would still get us out of debt. I'm not sure. And the fact that especially schools like that more often take more opportunities like that. 
Especially if you can go in there and get a win, let alone get paid that much money, it's insane. So, uh, yeah, Porter, you but can't you can't turn down that job. Shout out to Porter, what he's done for this conference, Valley Legends that team. Shout out to him, what he's done. Incredible. We were we're glad he's out, but we know he's replaced by a uh, solid replacement. Drew Valentine. Drew Valentine. Brother of uh, Denzel, Denzel, the Michigan State Bulls. 11s and Chicago Bulls player. And, Which uh, he is the man for the job. I never seen local media, national media, be so zeroed in on one replacement. And it just shows how great of a coach he was. They knew right away the guy they wanted. They knew. They knew they had him. It's like when SIU's job came on, we knew the guy. We had him zeroed in, and he wasn't going to turn it down. Some about loyal assistance. But uh, Porter knew what he was doing. You know, I think, personally to me, Oklahoma's been a top five basketball player. Football, we know, but basketball program in that conference. And they had a good season this past year. So Long Kruger did an incredible job for years. And I feel like he knew phone in his footsteps would be a great idea. And he just landed Alston Mason. Alston Mason, who we SIU was in on. We were in on, and so was Loyola. They which were, that tie turned right he, away. Alston is the from the same high school in town as believe, Ben Richardson and Clayton Custer. So there was the Loyola tie. Mm-hmm. And there once, once, I mean, I believe he was a, uh, let's see. We were in on him pretty hard, I believe. I mean, we knew about him for a long time. We knew Six he was talented. I mean. Yeah, he, he already, besides us, he had offers from Nebraska, Kansas State already, so they knew they probably could play at the Big 12, Big 12 level. And Porter notified him right away, and he knew. He said, yeah, I'll, I'll join Porter didn't leave, he was ending up at Loyola. Loyola so, so, yeah. Probably better for, better off for us. For sure, hands down. So, honestly, knowing, you know, we have our teams outside of SIU, but we know we'll be rooting for Oklahoma. We'll be rooting for their success with Porter. So, shout out to him. Uh, so... New coaches run the league. You got Drew at Loyola. You got which we did not expect. Well, we knew early in the season that Lansing was out at Indiana State, which was very surprising. A to big, see. big shocker to most Valley fans. Great success. I would say great success, consistent success at Indiana State for eleven years, and just got thrown away like it was nothing. Which also kind of breaking news. We didn't think he was going to. Developing news, I should say, was going to return. We thought he was going to leave due to all the, and we knew he could play at the next level. Tyree Key was was at practice, according to their Twitter, posting a picture of them in the middle of uh, uh, was in a picture in the middle of the court when they were huddling up at practice today. Tyree Key was there, and we thought he was. And their caption was, "We are in this together." So. Maybe this means Tyreek Key is bought into the new new coach Josh Shirts. He was at D two Division two Lincoln Memorial, which he had a lot of success there, and uh, he's brought in I believe three players now: Xavier Bledson, Cameron Henry, and Simon Wilbar. So, so we saw what Division two transfers can take at this next level. Yeah. So, do not take this. I know the most likely. I I would. With Tyreek Key back and what they'll finish off, I would not pick them last. No, I know we oh, were no. because of a brand new team, but mm-hmm. there's some other schools that we'll get to here shortly about who we think. But uh, 
losing Jake LaRavia, who was a thorn in SIU side. This past year didn't have the bounce back. Like, he had a great freshman year. We thought he was going to take off in his sophomore season, and he really sophomore didn't. Slump. Had a little bit of a sophomore slump, but the team was still decent enough to finish uh, fourth, third. What they finish? Third. Third. Missouri State was fourth. And so he went to Wake Forest, which is in the ACC. I believe they had seven players transfer out. Cooper Nice, Cooper Trey Nese, Williams, Trey Williams, who is headed to Duquesne, which which we almost which, program. yeah they have they they built some bigs over there. They have Cooper Nice, who's not went transferred yet or transferred has committed anywhere. Committed yeah. anywhere. Jared Hankins, Cam Baycott, Calix Stevens, and uh, Kobe Barnes actually is speaking of John A. Logan is headed to play for Kyle Smith Peters and the Logan Vols next year. The powerhouse Logan to reset, Volunteers to reset. His career and get a better opportunity going into next year. Shout out to him. Shout out to Southern Illinois area, and we love Johnny. Um, so then, yeah, Lansing was surprising, but you know they we thought they were going to be awful. Which if they bring Key back and these added guys with this new coach, who knows? They could upset some schools next year. So Loyola, though, within let's talk about the players. We know Cameron and Lucas are probably gone. We think they should go fall. Porter to Oklahoma. Uh, yes, I'd, be, I, I'd said that immediately. I would go there. And uh, Keith Clemens, I believe, was the other senior. That could potentially come back. I we don't know. I could see him coming back if he wanted to. And a little bit developing earlier before we got on here that Cooper Case of Loyola is, is headed to Sanford. He is headed to Sanford to play with uh, a big time. I wouldn't say big time, but we were in on him. AJ Stanton we McRae. We were. Probably final two in Sanford. That we were in on, like, that we wanted really bad. I believe we were the favorite until uh, Sanford hired his brother's a Someone a, very close a, to him. Coach's brother or mm-hmm. something on the staff, which we've seen. Cade Cunningham, he, Oklahoma State, got his brother, mm-hmm. hired him. We've seen the Missouri hired the Porter's dad, and we've seen what they've done. So, yeah. Which is very interesting. I mean, I've seen uh, on that kind of that topic. University of Illinois football hired a, I'm not sure what kind of position he holds, but hired a East St. Louis coach. Mm-hmm. And for like, I, I think I read for two years, like four semesters, they can have an East St. Louis player come in. For how many? Four semesters? For like four semesters, two years. What? Wow. Some. Weird stuff going on there. I just don't understand that. I mean, I guess because he has connection with East St. Louis, and I think probably think something. But up. Yeah. same way with Oklahoma State, I mean, Kate coming in went there because his brother. Really glad that. they got in the tournament, though. They didn't ban them this season, and they're wavering. Really wanted that uh, Lucas Williamson, Kate Cunningham matchup. Really wanted that Io Desunmu and Kate Cunningham matchup. But, but as a valid that's case, a I wanted. Yeah, Lucas Williamson. That's a different story with Illinois. Um, so, Brayden Norris Jr. this past year, correct? Correct. We He was not at Drew's press conference, I don't believe. I know, like, Tate Hall. and I think Brayden was there, actually. He might sure have been. I'm not sure. But we don't sure if he's leaving or going. So, I we know he'll be a threat and their best player next year. So Him and uh, – which – Gave us fits. Jacob Hudson, freshman center. Oh, who he's, was, he's on his who, way. Who, uh, they uh, played Tom Welch most of 
most of the season. And all of a sudden, they were gonna, they were going to redshirt this Jacob Epson kid. And he just came in. Broke out. Had a moment. And he will be one of the next big men. Which is crazy, because uh, Ornishevic, or, or Noshevic, freshman, out. Tyler, all-freshman team. Uh, Rink Mask from Bradley. Stud. We think he's going to be a problem for a long time. All these freshman bigs, and then you add Hudson in there. That's incredible what the future holds for bigs. Cricky only being a sophomore. I mean, they got... Valley's on to something with, at the big man position. Mm-hmm. So, Ugok was a senior, too. I assume he'll be that. back. I feel like I saw something on him recently, but I think other, he was at the presser. Other he, than that, uh, we have to admit that Loyola will take a step back. Losing those players, losing that coach. They still have the right you know, culture and all of that, but we got to expect Loyola to take a little bit of a step back. Uh, let's move on to Bradley. We don't want to get specifics about the players that they're gone that have gotten into the stuff. Oil, I believe. I know Franklin, not going to butcher his last name, just he transferred out, but she had an injury. He played two years ago. Decent backup. Big oh, yeah, that was developing, way. yeah. And uh, he, had a, he had an injury. He is going to uh, Abilene Christian, which good for you him. Make a run. You will land, guys. Good for him. And um, their coach can dance, from what I Cooper Case transfer Sanford mentioned him, and I believe Paxton Rosecheck. No, nope, he's still there. So all in all, they will probably take a little bit of a step back, but we know they'll be competitive. We're not going to look down. They on them will one land bit. some transfers. I'm yeah, sure. they'll they'll land guys because of who they are. They'll still land. So we we know they'll be in the picture. So moving on, to, yeah, to Bradley now. We know the situation with their players. This past season and why they couldn't finish out us beating them in the first round. Uh, we know they still got Tara Vinen. We know they still got Deshaun Henry, who was hurt, didn't finish the season. He's coming back. Uh, Boya is coming back. He dealt with injuries. What, was it a head injury? For no, Boya? He was a foot injury. He foot? Was I could have swore he like. I believe he was on a scooter just like Mark's from okay. asking. Lane Stone ended up on a scooter. Had to steal. Could have swore he had like a concussion or a head injury or something. He may have. Uh, if you I got, feel sorry for Brian Google. What's happening? Yeah, right and knowing that he could have three-peated if he had his full team. So, uh, so no more Elijah Childs. They have Rink Mask. He's bad. Uh, Terry Nolan transferred. Terry Nolan where he went to. He is headed to Towson. Townsend. Townsend. And Kingsby transferred out after being suspended as well. Grandland State. So, so lower schools probably lower taking, schools. A taking a chance on Taking a chance on East is also third. gone. Antonio yep. Thomas, Kevin McAdoo. But they got old boy, lanky boy, freshman, lefty, stud. Um, uh, Hannah. Yeah. Darius Hannah. Darius freshman, Hannah. 6'8 freshman. So they will be better than we think next year, even with the guys And I believe Jason Camp, sharpshooters back. Uh, then uh, Connor Linky, who played in minutes against us, mm-hmm. back at Big Ben, will be back. And so. Knowing what Brian Morrill has done with transfers. And we all know, we've seen the news, Elijah Child's gone. Which he was, but outside of this stuff he's dealing with, an all-time Valley player. Incredible. He's a guy that we've needed for a long time, so thankfully he's out. But good luck to him on, uh, good luck to him moving forward. Uh, Not really, I guess. 
So we know Bradley will be I there. Get charged. Probably, yeah. He's probably, he's in a lot of trouble, so not good luck to him. Best of luck for him. I mean, he had pro potential, what we've seen with Alizé mm-hmm. Johnson. But Let's go ahead, since some big news coming into that program this evening, Missouri State. Wow. So, Gage Prim, who made a late push, I think. He wasn't even on a ballot. He wasn't even on a ballot last year for player of the year. Because we knew it was Crutwigs to lose, but Prim putting up 20-20 games. I believe finishing maybe Hemphill stayed healthy. He had a shot. It was, it was Cameron Cutler. So he, he yeah. Maybe, maybe the top five, easily top five player in ballot history. Uh, anyway. But what... Uh, God, I forgot what team I was just talking about. Missouri, Missouri State, State. Gage Prim, incredible. Isaiah Mobley, first team. Everybody is back. Everybody I is think, back. Oh, besides, I think Jared Ritter is... Using his extra year in graduation. Okay. Jamonte Black. I mean, you name it. They will bring. They had that guard. I can't remember his name. He was a thorn in our two games there. Or one game there. Two games against them. Demarcus Sharp. I mean, they will be a. We knew they were a threat before they landed. They're bringing in Donovan Clay. The ball. Of all things, of all places to go, he stays in conference. That's great news for us, I'll tell you. Very rare to see that. I mean, yeah, we did not. Yeah, my jaw dropped when I read the read it on Twitter. So we'll be worried about that for sure. Uh, here's an interesting one, and I think will be at or near the top. Northern Iowa Panthers. I believe they return everybody. Returning close. everybody, they get a healthy AJ Green, Noah Carter. Entered the portal, came right back out, stayed. Because we know that Ben Jacobson was involved and maybe interviewing for a couple big-time jobs. I think he interviewed was it Minnesota? Minnesota job. So he's staying, which... I was kind of shocked at because I'm sure he's had opportunities oh, like yeah. before. But he, he played there and everything. Yeah. He, you know, he's he's a guy there, with, along with all the others that have played there and now coaching at their respective programs. We've always respected Jacobson and the great work that he's done. You know, hit or miss. He'll have great years, bad years. Great years, bad years. So, this past year with the AJ AJ Green, Green hopefully he comes back. back healthy, <laughs> which after last year game. he tested his water, see where he's at in the NBA. True. Back. I mean, and so I mean, Fife, Burhow, Bowen Bourne in his second season. He'll only get better and better as time goes on. Noah Carter. Three kids coming in from their backyard, which if you look at the roster, it is Iowa kids or a Minnesota kid that they lock down the state of Iowa, Those. which I don't know how Fran McCaffrey, don't really like him, but I don't know how he's letting the, I mean, they're literally two guys are from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, in their backyard coming in. Big news from that program, though, which it does not affect A.J. Green. AJ Green's dad, who was an assistant, is headed to, I believe, Iowa State to join that staff. Yeah. So, which, when I first saw we didn't that. I really I, think he was going to follow right. his dad there. That's a big-time place. He could he could play there. But, of course, you know, of course he's staying in conference. So, uh, they'll have him back, which I think they'll be a huge threat. So, um, there'll be an issue. And then you got... I mean, we can talk about teams like Illinois State. They lose a bunch of guys. We're surprised Dan Moeller's still there. 
we've seen forever. There's a Twitter account we know and when, when we follow. Can Dan. If you thought people were mad about Barry Henson still being at SIU, <laughs> you should go on Illinois State Twitter, and it is a bloodbath for Dan Mueller. Great um, player there, and they're they are, sticking with him. So they still tag him and AD. I'm sure I'm not not shocked yeah. on how they tagged those guys and not being blocked or something. But it is a daily thing. They have a Twitter account saying how long it's been since they've made the tournament. It's just wrong. but they they will not be very competitive. But we didn't think that this past year. And granted, we had it down here and we split with them. So. Nine. Today, 8,427 days. That's 23, 23 years, 0 months, and 26 days since they've been in advance. If that doesn't warrant any ounce of a firing after the amount of time he's been there. He's had more talent than Greg Lansing had it. He didn't have, hasn't had all the success Greg Lansing had. True in terms of win-loss, but we know those great years that Illinois State had. They were right there with Wichita State, arguably, for top teams in the Valley with the Paris Lees, the Phil Faines, the Malik Yarbrough. They have a, they speak in Elmer State, they have um, they have like six spots left to do. We've seen a, a do and die, he's gone. Keith Fisher transferring. Then we see uh, Antonio Reeves, he is testing the NBA waters. Very surprising there. Can't we ran on him very hard. And of course, he chose the rival. He stayed home up there in North Illinois, but can't can't blame. I mean, if he wants to see where he's at, he can see where he's at. Yeah, we're thinking that he will be back. He will be. Wouldn't be too upset if he didn't, though. Uh, so we're not too worried about Illinois State. Uh, I think who else left there? Uh, DJ Horn's gone. Oh, DJ that's Ford's a big one. Gone. Yeah, huge one. DJ Horn. And be interesting to see where he ends up. But, so you have them, and then you have teams like, we'll talk about it, we talk about Evansville. They lost a lot of guys. They got Evan Coleman's coming back. Noah Frederick's coming back. They'll be, they'll be a thorn in our side again, we're thinking. They can land guys. They landed a guy recently, did they not? Ooh. Evansville, they landed Evansville, a... Evansville, uh, uh, yes, they've had a pod left an excellent job. Um, which is ironic, because we mentioned... Or win at Butler in 2007 before this past year, and he was a coach of Butler when we did that. So very ironic. Yeah, they landed Preston Phillips as State forward recently. They have Blake Sisley, who we were in on, Troy Boynton. Not to mix up with Troy Bolton from the musical. <laughs> yeah, we but, talked about that. That's funny. But then they have two Juco's guys coming in. So, and they return uh, Noah Frederick King, Southern Illinois guy, and like Evan said, Coleman. Yeah. And, but, uh, other than Gildas Alexander and uh, Curtis Levin, everybody is back. So it'll be interesting. It'll they be finish in, which Evansville is a Fisher? Sixth, fifth? Fifth. They finished it. Tied record, but finished ahead of whoever. So it's the first time they have not played on Thursday in a while, I would assume. But uh, Evansville, you know, we've been there. Ford Center is a really great arena. Evansville is a huge town. I formerly lived there a couple of years ago. It's got a lot of stuff. So it's a good university town. It can attract a lot of players. So it'd be interesting to see how they end up. Uh, and then you got Valpo, we know, lost. Of course, their best player stays in conference. Ben Cricky, Oregon Savick leaving, which, and they still have the guys like Zion, Morgan, Sheldon Edwards. Back. Zion was a senior. I'm sure he'll come oh. back. 
but from Wabash, Juco, a couple years ago. Dominated. And, uh, so you have teams like that. I don't know if you have any more information on them, but we shouldn't I mean, be too have, worried about them. They have them. four guys coming in. They have a, believe a D2 transfer coming in who scored the ball very well. Um, so, yeah. We'll be just fine. I mean, they'll be in the... They'll be in the average range, near the bottom four. We'll be in the six to ten range. I mean, you have, we always have that jumble every year. Always. Of those down, down, and it's just... So, who else are we forgetting here? Um, we have Drake to talk about. We can talk about Drake. They yeah, have, I was going to wait them for last. Uh, but I don't know. There's no other small teams. We've already mentioned everybody, haven't we? We have went over everybody. Okay. So... The Drake Bulldogs. Losing Yusefu is huge. I know they're landing DeVries' as kid, and they're landing, what's his name, from Mundelein. Connor Enright. So, Scotty Ube. Not saying those guys are Yosef, uh, Joseph Yusefu yet, but. I mean, Tucker signed a four-star. I mean, which they just signed Tucker for DeVries to, like, an eight-year extension. Eight-year so. extension? Yeah, wow. Which, well, rightfully deserved. They had a down year. Last year, we swept them in uh, 2019-2020 season. They made that March, March Madness run. They upset uh, Drew. So they, they were great a couple years ago. Liam Robbins, she was there two years ago. But back before the that, portals, man, Liam Robbins. Yeah, Where will which, who knows? He'll probably come back. Hell. But, uh, you know, they have a hit or miss season. They'll be good, bad. Obviously, last year, really good. We're expecting even bigger things this upcoming season. But everybody on them returning. So it doesn't, we've talked about all these guys that, you know, we're glad guys like Anthony to come back, use the extra year. But then you think in the grand scheme of it around the basketball and knowing how difficult it'll be to stop the Drakes and the Loyola's staying, even though Cam and Lucas aren't. But like teams like Drake, you know, because we're thinking, you know, we'll be pretty good. And you add that opportunity for guys to come back. Missouri State's in that company. Exactly. And it just makes it even harder. You know, for us, but we know we'll be good, but it just makes it even harder when you add rules like that. The quote Barry Hansen, it's the Valley Scott. Correct. Which we're still waiting on Barry to come back and be a well, channel. We should have a new commissioner. He's coaching for free. They were going to cut him at Oklahoma State. He's coaching for free down there now. So, So, uh, we have what we were just talking about. Oh, we were wrapping up the outlook. Now we're oh, yeah, about Drake. Probably. So we don't need it. Roman Penn will be back. Everybody's healthy. Back, Everybody will be Joseph back. Stephen. So. And they're bringing in a four-star and a solid point card. So they are our favorites to win the Missouri Valley next year. So we'll uh, quickly. SIU. Besides SIU, which no bias there. Uh, so quickly, we'll go over off the top of our head when, when we do our next episode. Gradually, as the offseason goes on, we will. Uh, Quickly, we'll provide our right now what our standings will be next season or going into the next season, the preseason for for us two right here. I'm all start. Drake to me, even losing him will be the best team in my opinion. Uh, they're one, two, Northern Iowa. Getting back AJ Green, adding the extra experience for everybody there, returning all their good players. They are two. Missouri State, adding Clay, they could arguably be. One, one or two. We'll see. I have them in Northern Iowa pretty close to two and three. Uh, four. 
I, you, I mean, they were great. We knew they'll take a step back. Loyola, I think, is at four. And depending upon, a lot of things can happen still. All of these can change. Loyola at four for me. And our SIU Salukis at five. Getting JD back. Adding an extra year of experience for our guys, our young guys. You know, more development for Lance. You know, getting Marcus back another year under the belt for Ben Harvey. Uh, and Anthony coming back to provide that shooting at the big position that we need. I have us at five. Uh, honestly, six to ten. You can honestly, I'm not even going to give it. We'll do that down the stretch. Six to ten. If you give yours, you'll have the teams. But I mean, those are all up in the air to me. I also have Drake as a favorite going in next year. Um, with with today's news, Donovan Clay, I'm going Missouri State. And that's just rightfully so. Understandable. I'm sure they'll land somebody else. I believe they only have Donovan Clay makes their second commit. I believe another freshman coming in, but I'm gonna stay with Loyola. I know everybody's seen what they can do. I believe we'll land some big time transfers, which I know they're in most of the guys we're looking at. So it's interesting because they could have added even better guys at Porter State, mm-hmm. but we're thinking that they'll still be. But right. I'm sure. I mean, why couldn't Lucas Williamson test the waters and say, "Hey, I'm still coming." That's exactly. still possible. I know Trent Frazier's done up for Illinois. Do you think Lucas maybe has just as good pro potential as Cameron does to, on style of play? We know Cameron's great. Seen a lot of. You never uh, know. Everybody wants them to make a TV the tournament team, TVT tournament. Oh, with Loyola can make their own teams. Which I've always said for years. I thought the Valley could make a team or something, but uh, which shout out to <laughs> alumni Armand Fletcher. They were on a team a couple years ago. I don't remember how far they went, but. That was the last team that we know that was legit for the NBC. I believe Mike Rodriguez played in a. You're thinking of the three three by three. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's right. The TBT is something else, but I believe. Okay. Mike, I mean, I know Jamal Tatum. I think it was two years ago made a team. Was on a roster. Goat. Uh, Mike Rodriguez, I think, was on a roster. I believe. I'm not sure. What a season he had but, for us. Uh, going back to the. What I think next year going to next year. Drake, Missouri State, Loyola. Then I'm going to put Northern Iowa 4. And I still have SIU at 5, like you do. Then I have Evansville, close at 6. I mean, you could probably, between 3 and 6, you could flip flop. Then you got, I'm putting Indiana State because I know they have a team. Just if Key comes back, for sure. He's back, and I've seen they have a team. The other three, I'm not sure they have a team mm-hmm. fully. I'm going, let's say, Bradley, because I know Brian Wardle. Exactly. Him. I don't know why they didn't come to mind right there for me. We'll but come exactly. To, we'll, we'll bring in somebody. Mm-hmm. I'm knowing Brian Wardle. I might have them over Evansville. Then Valpo, Valpo at 9, then Illinois State at 10. Yeah, Illinois State, we're not thinking of. I mean. So, yeah. So, there are our predictions for next year. So far, we'll provide more episodes as we go. Like we said, we thought this was a great idea, and we're hoping for this hour and 23 minutes that you guys stick through all of us, which we know we have some good fans out there. So, And we're really proud of our account. We think it's at its peak. Uh, We're really proud of what it has become. So we are glad that we started doing this, and we will continue to do this because we thought adding content like this to our account would make it even better. And we will continue to update and provide great content throughout the offseason and season. So keep following us at Saluki underscore MBB for all your news. And for 
Nick Malone. Double Lurch. We are clocking out of here. Until next time, go dogs. Go dogs.